I have not seen such a strong response spiritually from students. I don't think ever, honestly. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. Well, hello, One Cry Podcast family. I'm so grateful for uh, the way Bill and Kyle and so many others are leading this podcast. And so many pastors and leaders are tuning in. They're watching. They're listening. And above all, their thirst and hunger for revival is increasing and growing, I believe, as a result of uh, well over 100 episodes now, this One Cry podcast. I'm very grateful for that. And I'm blessed as a One Cry founder to be able to periodically uh, just interview a, a testimony, a story, or a strategic partner in the mission of revival. And so today, I'm so grateful to have Jeff Eckert. He is pastor of uh, up in Grand Rapids. He leads a ministry called Never the Same, uh, a, a powerful ministry to junior high and senior high. And he's also more recently uh, taken over the role of the National Prayer Committee, uh, following David Butts, who served in that capacity for over two decades. So I am so grateful today to talk to Jeff, particularly, Jeff, by the way, where in the world are you? You look like you're in a <laughs> space capsule. Is that where you are? <laughs> I'm in my RV right now in wow. Iowa for one of our summer youth camps. <laughs> wow. Iowa, summer youth camp. That's exactly. better than, uh, yeah, some... Uh, political rally that typically yeah. takes place in Iowa, right? It's happening right now, actually, all over the state. <laughs> Somebody yeah. reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah, well, good. And uh, yeah, you do these in the summertime. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, honestly, you have a, you, you are really engaged and I've so appreciated this and have a pulse with what God's doing, especially among youth and even campuses and college age. And I just thought it'd be great for our podcast pastors and leaders and 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 just listeners and viewers to uh, kind of get caught up or what, six months maybe since February or so, since uh, God moved there at Asbury. And I don't know what you've sensed as far as uh, continuing uh, stirrings or spirit of revival, anything different in just your uh, touch points out there with youth, particularly uh, this summer. Uh, yeah. Talk to us a little bit about Asbury and the after effects. Yeah, boy, Asbury, uh, my wife and I and our youngest daughter uh, got there on Saturday when when Asbury started on Wednesday. So we were there before really a lot of people were showing up. We were one of the first kind of outsiders, I think. And so got to got to experience that. And then uh, Myron, we were there that when it ended that last day in the collegiate day of prayer. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. Watching it and seeing it from a perspective of being there in person yeah. right at the beginning and right at the end, but, but not being there, you know, as a part of the, the Asbury family and, and community, but watching it from the outside, seeing it impact the church I pastor daybreak in Grand Rapids. Mm -hmm. We, we came back, we drove back late through the night Saturday when we were there and I just shared that morning, um, hey, this is this is what we experienced, and people just flocked to the front to the altar, mm -hmm. and it was a very unusual, what I would call kind of spillover moment, and we heard a lot of that happening. And then going into the summer, we had something really interesting. We were 
my wife is the camp director. I founded this camp. It's called NTS Camp. That's where I'm at right now. But um, we were interviewed and she, in the interview, she was asked, how will you lead or experience camp differently in as a result of, of Asbury this year? And I think that question really um, was kind of like an agenda question, like, oh, okay, um, what does this mean? And so we we just kind of reoriented a little bit for our camps and what we found. And I started this camp in the year 2000. This is our 24th summer. We missed one from COVID in 2020. But I would say, Brian, that number one, I have not seen such a strong response spiritually from mm -hmm. students. I don't think ever, honestly. Mm -hmm. And we have seen a hunger and a desire from young people to experience God in a way I've never noticed. And I'll, I'll give you one example just that happened just mm -hmm. a few days ago. We had a student come forward to pray for healing. And we had we had this we, we've been seeing an extended time of worship and prayer mm -hmm. every week. Now we're talking about students that attend our camps all the way from the western part of the United States and western South Dakota, all the way over to New York all the way down to like Louisiana, Texas, and everywhere in between. And we've seen the same thing. So it, it's not just isolated to one area or even one type of church. Big churches, mega, mega, mega churches, all a universal expression. So we had a student come forward during one of our extended, just kind of impromptu worship and prayer moments, praying for healing from some sexual abuse that she'd experienced in her past, ask her pastor to pray for her, and because of the trauma in her life, because of her trying to deal with things, she had, she had turned to cutting. Mm -hmm. She's praying and asking for God and her pastor's praying, asking that God would just deliver her from the trauma of that. When they're done praying, this was just a handful of days ago, mm. all the scars on her arms were gone. Amen. Yeah. And, you know, that, that is one of many, many, many. Now, that's, that's a story that's unusual in terms of, you know, what we saw in a literal physical sense, but we've seen this spiritual release yep. that I have not seen before. And, yeah. and I, I attribute it to what God began in Asbury. Yeah, I think, uh, boy, Jeff, I, several takeaways from Asbury and, and, but one of them uh, for me has been, it's, it's given credibility to revival. I feel like we had lost hope, didn't think it could really happen. The extraordinary work of God, as you just described, is something way past in history. And and uh, it, it just lent such credibility. And you mentioned about the just the freshness of the worship. And I know this probably dates this podcast a little bit, but uh, we're in the middle in the studio of uh, taking the video footage and the audio from the final night of Asbury and producing a resource of worship. And it is amazing. It's like mm. it's like you envision yourself being there. It's like no other worship. It's like these people are all free, like you just described. They're just free from the bondages and the addiction and free just to, 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 to worship Jesus and their wholeness. And there's something that's different as I listen to even a rough draft of that or a rough cut of that. So uh, the, the other thing, and I, I, here's a question maybe for you, Jeff. Um, I think another takeaway, and you kind of alluded to it, is I think um, campuses and churches and maybe camps are now making space for God. There's, they're just saying we don't have to be 
right to the second of everything. Yeah. Uh, waiting on God, making space for God and letting him move. And I, I don't know if you're sensing more of that out there in, in the yeah. arenas and where you're serving, but uh, to me, that's so important. It is. I would say to you and being really transparent with you that uh, in the years that I was director of our camp, uh, we were very strict in terms of small group um small group moments which happen after our evening sessions are a very high priority we invest financially in those moments with leaders being there and different things and so we're always very tight on making sure that that was a, a priority but there has been a shift and i'll just speak to us i do agree byron that i've i feel that there's a general sense of more openness but for us and i attribute this really to my wife's leadership ariana who directs our camp she said this summer as a result of asbury we're going to kind of take our hands off the schedule That's and right. just see what god does and right. and he has been faithful and we always have powerful moments um i mean 86 percent of kids that come to our camps make some kind of spiritual decision hmm. but this summer is different it is different and we we absolutely have felt like it is a direct result mm. of that freedom and of what yeah. God began there on that campus of Asbury in February, without a doubt. So maybe a final uh, little word of counseling or advice to uh, uh, pastors or youth pastors that are listening as uh, students come back and uh, uh, to their next gathering and their next uh, approach or philosophy or heart as it relates to uh, their youth groups and their uh, college students, et cetera. Yeah. How would you suggest since Asbury, post Asbury? Uh, and I know it's not methodological. I know it's not, you can't manufacture or make it happen, but maybe how can they set the sales a little differently now yeah. than what they did before that would uh, give greater freedom perhaps for what you just said, for God to move and show up with his presence? You know, we, I've been in youth work for 30 years and I do other things obviously, and but still keeping a pulse on, I think in general, this generation is like every generation. They are ready to take on more than maybe what we as adults give them credit for. So mm -hmm. I didn't, I just encourage leaders, don't project any limitations, allow yeah. for those moments. Don't be afraid to, to go deep don't be afraid to challenge don't be afraid to open the door for students to lead the way because i've generally found and and i'm sure you've i'm sure done a lot of teaching and, and conversation about this byron but revival revivals historically always have a common component of young people being right there yep. involved typically yep. right in the those origin moments of when yeah. God moves unusually. And yep. so I think we got to allow them. And I also, I want to give something really specific and this is unique, but God directed our, our claim your campus prayer team, claim your campus students praying at middle and high schools, student led groups around the country. Uh, last fall, fall of 2022 to, to focus specifically on praying and empowering 12 year olds. 
And I think there's something that God is doing. And I just believe younger and younger, we need to be thinking about how do we reach. So I, college is important. High school is important. But more than ever for me and for our church and for our ministry, we're really zeroing in on that young, even younger middle school age. We think that's an important age. They're the last um, age of Gen Z, by the way, 12-year-olds are before mm -hmm. it to the new generation. Wow. Wow, that's that's encouraging for me to hear. I have a little booklet here in my library somewhere. I'll never forget. I've read it. It's called Children of 59 in Ireland, Ireland. And it was the children that God used because I think just their faith. They don't have all the hang ups, perhaps, and baggage or whatever. But it was the children that began to pray and begin to cry out. And that was the ignition point of a revival. So, uh, wow, thank you for uh, reminding us the importance of that age group and the, and the youth and uh, what God is doing in and through them. And you are so right. Think of Evan Roberts, even Jonathan Edwards, when he preached sinners in the hands of an angry God and uh, the Jesus movement and the list goes on. It's that uh, 20 and 30 year olds that often God even uses uh, to ignite something and give leadership to it. So, right. Jeff, thanks for your leadership all these years. And I'm so grateful for you and where God has placed you. I don't know how you can be a husband. Maybe your wife is asking the same question. The National Prayer Committee uh, chairman, never the same. Claim your campus. Uh, and I notice I'm never the same. You focus on uh, theology, community, I think, and technology. Yeah. And then do all this itinerant speaking and pastoring a church there at daybreak in the grand rapids area but uh wow i i uh i commend you for giving your whole and pouring your heart and life into this so god bless you jeff thank you one cry podcast family and uh pray for jeff uh pray for never the same pray for the national prayer committee and all that is involved there that god would just really anoint and empower at all thank you and uh, God bless you. Yeah, thank you, Byron.